It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
Tanya, you listen to Glorious Gospel Vibes right here with your host, Evangelist Groby Pope and Minister Derek Tuggle in the house. How's everybody doing? What's kicking? In? Watch me. Watch me. <laughs> watch me. So all you got to do is watch me. Oh, Sister Vanda Tuppercorn is in the house. How you doing, Sister Vandas? I know. Well, I'm going to tell you all right now, me and Sister Vandas Tuppercorn, you know, we went on a little vacation and we caught a little cold like we did last time. We just, for some reason, we just keep touching these colds. So you got to be careful who you hang with. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just got on the air. I just got on the air. Yeah, I got a little sniffers in there. And it's Cousin Vandas. She's she, she always giving people colds when she gets cold. So I don't know what's going on. But see, I don't even know how to play my loss. The devil know he can't hold me, baby. How's everybody doing? I'm right here. This is Avengers. Sister Avengers. Avengers. Cup of coming in the house. Okay. Well, well, okay, yeah. So that means you ain't going to talk as much, huh, Sister Coming? They don't stop me from talking. This guy got a little hoarseness in my voice. Don't don't get it twisted. Now I can talk, and I need to talk because today we got a lot of you know, guests on the show. So you know I'm gonna have to put my two cent in. I always got to put three cent in or four cent in. You know I got to tell them like how I go. Okay. All so, right. You know, we, got, okay. we got special guest, uh, um, city council candidate district three of Atlanta. Elect. Mm-hmm. That's how you say it. Greg Clay will be on the air, along with the uh, Clark Foundation, Melvina Clark, along with her guest, uh-huh. Corey Williams. Uh-huh. And we're going to have them here, you know, to join because we all here to do things for the community to get to improve our way of living in our communities, cities, and schools. So I want y'all to stay tuned. Wow, we go into prayer before we start our show and minister detail is good, great gospel news. Oh, Lord, don't let him do it. Yeah, it's news. It's news. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you for the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us this week. Lord God, we thank you for another week of glorious gospel vibes and all the listeners that's listening to me. And Father, we're just so grateful and thankful. We thank you, Lord God, for winning the award. Uh, for Glorious Gospel God, uh, the greatest personalities of the year right here on Glorious Gospel God, we just thank you. We don't like to brag, but we have to pray. We have to let the Lord, what people know what the Lord has done for us. And I just, I'm just grateful and thankful. I thank you, Lord God, for keeping us safe. And we ask for safe travel to and from our destinations everywhere we go. We thank you for all of our uh, Guest that's going to be on today, Lord God, we ask you to let your super be on our natural as we go forth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's get it crunk. Let's get it crunk. Gospel news for the day right here on Glorious Gospel Bad. News for the day. I don't know if y'all done heard about it already. Another church shooting. Oh, Lord. What? Oh, yes, a gunman walking. That was you. That was you, Lord, I thought that looked like your head. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say my comments. But anyhow, approximately 25 people are deceased <laughs> after a gunman walked into a Baptist church. 25. Wow. After a gunman walked into a church. Yeah, walked into a Baptist church in Texas. Um, among mm-hmm. those are the are the pastors for is his, is the pastor's 14 year old daughter. Who was not oh even God. in town when it happened. So apparently, this young man, well, young or old man, they, they didn't describe him, said, walked into the church and unleashed fury with the firearm. Now, with that being said, he is now dead, but it doesn't say whether, you know, the police shot him or whether he killed himself. Mm-hmm. Which my heart does go out to those families, but my thought is this. The devil is wreaking havoc over oh my his people. God. Mm, mm. And to me, oh he's God. attacking us. He's attacking us right where it hurts, at the church. Mm. Because at the church is supposed yeah, to be know. where we find safety. You know, everything we need is supposed to be right there in the house. Mm. And he, and I believe well, he's, he's making a mockery on us, making a mockery of us. 
Because, see, now you have well, the naysayers and the partial believers. And I call them partial believers because partial believers, they believe when it's convenient. And then, you know, when the time gets tough, you know, they start, you know, flip-flopping. But yeah. he's making a mockery of well, us, and he's walking right up into the place where we are supposed to be a unit. Mm-hmm. Well, and taking us out. That's why I was just telling y'all last week, we was talking about the church being within you. So now it's time to really show what you've learned and what you and what you who you, who you're dedicated to because now since the church is within you, it's time to use that church that's within you, and not let the building be the only church that you go to or see or do or, or participate in. It's um because we can't sit up in church with with vests on, bulletproof vests and helmets on, trying to hear the word. We got to know the word for ourselves. And when we get before God, we don't need to know it. We don't need to know before we get before God because we need to draw his people. So that means that the church needs to be within you and you need to use the word of God through and us. You need to come out of you into other ears that don't know God. Try to save as many people as we can because the devil's going to, he's, he's, entering, he's already entered into all of these people that don't have no God, that don't know no word, that don't care nothing about Jesus Christ and his resurrection or his ascension or, or any of that, crucifixion or any of that. He, they care less about any of that. So this is where we got to go. We got to go out there into the highways and byways, and we need to draw the people into the fold. And we're not doing that. So we just sit, like I was telling y'all last week, we sit up in these churches for 30 years, and all them demons is outside the door. As soon as you walk out, you fight and fight a battle all week long until you come back on the next Sunday and hear some more word, and you go out and you don't use it. So it's well, and, 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 and you are right. But see, the church is where you prepare and where you learn. And yes, it is. my thing is, 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 if that's the place where you're going to do it, it needs, the power needs to be so strong to where when you pull up and say, no, I, 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 I won't try this place. Let me go down here to the store down the street. But I'm not getting ready to walk up into God's house and take out his people. Well, that's the See, the point I'm making is, is yeah, and, and and that's true. But you know, we need to learn how to, we need to learn how to fight. And when I say fight, I mean not just physically, but spiritually. To us, these yeah. people won't succeed at this madness. This man goes in here and takes out twenty five, and the twenty five people aren't the only ones that got shot. A whole bunch of other people got shot, but twenty five of them are dead. Mm-hmm. Well, Lord, all I can say is, it's really no words. It's really no words. We have no idea why this young man did it. Did they say why he did it or what was his motive for going in there, taking out those people? Was he mad with the church? What, what I mean, did they say any of that? No, it did just say it. You know, uh, of course, you know, it just happened today. So, I mean, I guess all the other details will come out later. But from what this says, he walked up in the church and unloaded. Mm. Okay, well, Lord, with that, I need to play some kind of song because right now, I mean, my heart is broke. I'm telling you, that that's uh, some sad news right there. And uh, yeah. Sister Vance, she, since Vance, Vance is going out to be, I don't even know where she is. She's so sad. It's so sad. Todd Del- Delaney Anthem in the house right here on the Global Pope Gospel Show. Hallelujah. You have won the victory Lift up your voice and say now You have won it all for me I strive We are healed Eyes now past hands were free. Eyes blood where was clean. Now we have the victory. And the power of sin is Yeah. Uh, he has won 
Father, I tell you, I tell you, I had to throw that in there. I just felt a little more Jesus need to be up in there for the news we just got this morning on this afternoon and this evening talking about the massacre in a church in Texas. It's getting rough, y'all. It's I'm getting rough. I don't know what you're going to say. What? Need a lot more Jesus. Bishop, mm. Dr. Reverend. Philip Deuce is in the house. How you doing? West Palm Beach is on, Florida. Traffic is rolling in. I tell you, I don't know what to say or what to say. How you doing? Mm. It's all beautiful. It's, mm. it's all beautiful. The Chief oh, Rock of mm. Papa, what's going on? Oh, so Man, this is Now, what you trying to say? You were late. Oh, you was late. Yeah. Okay, let me rock yeah. mark that on my dog. Oh, uh, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I had a little thing I had to take care of and inform some people. I you got know. you. I got you. Don't worry about it. I got you. Don't worry about it. Go on, Ben. What you what you can say? We got plenty of guests on the show today. I tell you, we're going to have to roll it. We're going to have to roll it. We got <clears throat> Melvina Clark from the Clark Foundation uh, that's going to be joining us along with Tori Williams which is a special age coach, education coach. And I tell you, we are trying to take our communities and our cities back from all this violence. Just like we were just talking about how the young man went in the church and just shot up and killed 25 people here in Texas just recently. For what reason? We have no idea. The enemy is making uh. havoc, and that's what we're supposed to be doing. We can have it over the enemy. And the devil is lying, and he knows he's lying, and we're going to have to step it up a notch. It's time to get it together. So we want to um, bring some awareness to our listeners here today. The uh, Clark Foundation, uh, they help, you know, they encourage and engage children and parents that's uh, uh, going through violence or been in, in, in involved in some kind of crime or violence and we do prevention efforts from the schools to the communities. They empower empower the communities with knowledge and they, and they also encourage the families and schools and communities to help and fight against all this crime and violence. Not only do they encourage, but they do educate the parents and children on how to become self-sufficient and to work with people and authority to prevent these crimes and all this gun violence in our communities. And so we would like to welcome Melvina Clark, also Tori Williams, which which she was she's gonna to explain to us um what is her input in all of this what's going on within the community as far as bringing getting our communities and our children and our schools back in order. How you doing, Melvina Clark, Tori Williams, how y'all doing? Blessed. How are you today? We're fine. I'm telling you, my my throat is a little raspy, so I'm letting, I'm letting y'all know that off the rip. So if y'all hear me okay. talking like a little man over here, that's what's going on. You got face. <laughs> ah, I'm, I'm about to feel got that face going on. That's all that. That's just that face. Don't worry about it. But look, I'd like yeah. to uh, welcome you all to Glorious Gospel Vibes, and we're here today, you know, letting our listeners know, you know, kind of educating our listeners on what is going on in the community and how you all are being involved in the community and helping against uh, violent crimes and gun violence and stuff like that. Um, um, I don't know which one of y'all want to start. Maybe Tori, you want to start, and then we'll go to Melvina Clark and Tori Williams. You want to start and give us a little bit of your background because I didn't have that on you. So let's roll it. Roll it, girl. Tell us what you want to do. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Latori Williams. I'm from Houston, Texas, and I'm a special education curriculum coach here in um Houston and the Katy area. My school district is actually um, Cypress Fairbanks Independent School District, and I oversee 56 elementary schools um, where I write curriculum and coach and train teachers and just pretty much see the day-to-day operations of our elementary schools here in um, the Houston area. Well, I bet that's an awesome job. (laughs) Y'all got something for everybody because Children and you know, you know, we start getting up in my my luxurious beautiful age. I don't want to say what that is. Oh Lord! But anyway, we don't want to go there. But Tori, also give them some background as okay, you're working with the schools, and give them some background as what 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 are you doing to bring to the gun gun violence table and and how to get rid of it and to the crime. Well, you know, are you involved in um, any of that? 
Well, aside from um, my educational um, job, I also have a company, Melanin Forte, Color with Voices, um, that I have, and that's how I met Melvina, who is absolutely amazing. And through Melanin Forte, um, we learned about Melvina's company, um, the Clark Foundation, and how she felt and how passionate, oh, my gosh, she's so amazing, you know, about bringing awareness to the gun violence and things of that nature. And so that's what brought us here today, the fact that I'm getting ready to relocate to the Atlanta area um, so Uh-oh. that we can team up against this violence. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Oh, my goodness. See that's what we talking about. Then we gonna have to we gonna have to gang up on the enemy. See, we ain't got no power. We got power. But when we come together as one, it's all of us. That's great. That's wonderful. Melvina Clark Clark Foundation is in the house. Roll it, girl. <laughs> um, hello everybody. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> And she knows she's not shy. So I don't know why she's all hesitant. I don't know why <laughs> she has to She better come on with it because I don't want to have to come to her house because you know I do. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm Melvina Clark, um, founder of the Clark Foundation of Atlanta. Um, uh, I started it because I lost family members from gun violence um, son, mother, and a sister. And um, here in Atlanta area, um, we've partnered with um, different organizations um, to help try to combat these um, these violence, try to educate the children um, and teach them a better way of life um, by just basically, you know, helping them enroll in college, helping them get their GEDs, driver's license. Um, we've got parent involvement where we've involved the parents, um, helping them get their GEDs. Um, partnered with different food banks throughout Metro Atlanta. Um, we've even partnered with some of the gospel celebrity artists. Um, Kenton Jones, which is very great, he has services on Thursday. He partners with us, and he helps us bust in at least 30, 40, sometimes 75 children, mothers, sons, daughters, the whole families at times. Um, he's very active in um, helping the young, you know, helping us with youth as well. We just, right. you know, just trying to educate and, and help teach the children and families there's more to life than violence and crime. You know, there's there's better way of life. Education, you know, um, there's people out there that care about you that want to help give you a hand up, you know, so. That's awesome. Awesome. That's awesome, too. Yeah. So, so we have some amazing as coming up. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What you got going on? What's going on? Go ahead. Um, we're we're getting ahead, ready to do um, an award show for the children in June. Um, we want to recognize children that have went through some rough patches, you know, may have been in a gang or went through, you know, some losses or whatever, but now have changed their life around and is now going to mm-hmm. school or whatever. So we want to recognize them youth and, you know, not just recognize them, but also show the other kids that's out there maybe going through something that these kids went through and here's where they're at now. Want to be able to give them scholarships and just appreciate them for turning their life around, you know. And that's that's a big that that makes them feel so good to see. And then they see other people, other children that have done it, and they feel I know they they will be more encouraged to go forward to see that if they can do it, I can I can do it. And when they see us giving them the awards and uplifting them and and and, and, uh, showing society that they are on their way to a better life then it encourages us other young people to come along. And that's what the whole purpose of the Kids Up Awards is going to be coming up in 2018 or June of 2018. So we want you all to stay tuned and keep uh, – we're going to be putting out a lot of information in regards to that, and we're going to really press that because our youth is what we're trying to uh, revive because it's, it's just going, it's just too much going on. And as we heard earlier, the, the information about the young man that went in and killed the people at the church in Texas. Um, uh, Mr. D, do you know how old this young man was? Um, it, the article doesn't say. Um, it basically just said it was a gunman just walked in and 
basically unloaded. Oh, okay. Uh, but he, mm-hmm. he is dead. They didn't specify whether he killed himself or did the police shoot him or, or whatever. But, yeah, right. I mean, but all of it is tragic. And that's 25 people. At a, they went to a funeral, and they end up being the funeral. You know, this is this is just unacceptable. You know, it's just the mind of, of the, the enemy has our, these young kids' mind and even adult minds, and they don't know anything about God. And they don't care to know anything about God, but it's our job to bring it to their awareness because if we don't, who who is? That's what Jesus left us here for. That's why they're talking about what, what we're going to be afraid to go into church. We can't go to church because, okay, the church is in you. Let's, let's take what we've learned and get out there and, and share what we've learned. And with the uh, gun violence, the women against gun violence and crime prevention and all of us coming together to try to help the youth as best we can, anybody that would like to donate or or get involved with this organization, um, both organizations, Tori with Williams with Forte and Melvina Clark with the Clark Foundation, please give us a call. You can call us at um, 347-677-0645. Or you could call us at 678-469-2879 or just text us or email us at uh, gloriousgospelvibes at yahoo.com. And I appreciate y'all coming on. Is anything else y'all would like to bring to the forefront to let the people know what's going on uh, right before we bring on our next uh, guest? Hello. Uh No, no, we just want to be respectable of each other. I was waiting to see if Melvina was going to say something first. But I just want to say that um, I am super excited about coming to the Georgia area. Um, I'm looking right now. I've been in education for 13 years, and I've been an administrator for four years. And I I am extremely, you know, um, grateful to God for everything that he's allowed me to do in education in the Texas, you know, area in this region. Um, I've also been speaking internationally for companies um, regarding education. And so I'm really excited about relocating to the Atlanta area so that Melvina and I can really team up and be in the same area and just bring awareness to our communities about gun violence, about education, you know, reach out to the homeless, reach out to the elderly population, and just make a difference so that people can see the God in us because sometimes that's the only Jesus that people have. And that's That's what I love so much about education is that I don't have to talk about the God that I trust and believe in, but just the way that I treat others, just the way that I, you know, train my teachers and, and I go in and I, you know, love on the kids, that shows that something is operating in me in order for me to project what I have out to them. And so I'm just mm-hmm. uber excited about coming, you know, to Atlanta so that everything that I've learned here I can pour out there. Just know when Wonderful. you get here, the traffic is terrible. <laughs> Thanksgiving, Elvina and I, and she'll share more um, about this with you guys. But we plan to do some things the week of Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. awesome, awesome. We 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 waiting. We'll be waiting to hear. I'm telling y'all what to do. Handle your business now. You can donate. You can call. You can text. You can email. Whatever you need to do. The information is there. Go to to go to uh, uh, Glorious Gospel Vibes at yahoo.com. And, ch- and tell us what you what you think and what you would like to do, or how, if there's anything you would like to help us do, volunteer anything. We be we would truly appreciate it. So we we thank you, uh, Sister Tori Williams and Sister Melvina Clark, for joining us right here on Glorious Gospel Vibes. Thank you for coming to the forefront. We want to bring our next um, can uh, our candidate. That's what we call him. Bringing it to the head with City Council candidate District District Three, Greg Clay right here on the Atlanta area. And I want to just tell you all a little bit about him. Uh, He's a fourth-generation Atlanta. Greg has been able to work at the senior level of local government, beginning his career in marketing and fundraising. And uh, as a civic and community leader, he serves on the board for numerous organizations focused on youth development and education, innovation, and workforce development. 
Additionally, he is the most proud of founding Atlanta Speaks in 2010, recruited over 900 people to go into schools to expose thousands of students to careers and help motivate them to be their best self. And as a spokesperson for Atlanta Speaks, he continues to recruit people to show up when the cameras are not around. He is the recipient of the Presidential MLK Junior Drum Major for Service Award, Stephen uh, for Young Public Ad- Administrator of the Year Award, and alumnus of LEAD, Atlanta Outstanding Atlanta, and the New Leaders Council. Greg is also a candidate for Atlanta City Council District 3, which he is here to express himself on right here. The committee for Greg Cray right here on Glorious Gospel Vibes, and we welcome him right now to our broadcast. How are you doing, Brother Clay? How are you doing? Hey, welcome. hey, good evening. How are you doing? Good evening. Thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate that warm introduction, and I'm humbled by the opportunity to uh, speak a little bit about District Three, and really follow up on the uh, uh, a great conversation that you all were having about our youth. I mean, it is that is our future, and we got to yeah. continue working. And so. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Let me tell you, y'all just excuse my voice. I told y'all I got a little cold, but that's all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push it out. So, listen, we want to hear about Greg Clay and what his intentions is with the, in Atlanta Council office. Now, you know I'm going to bring it to the forefront. <laughs> that's what we <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Well, well, I'll tell you, it starts from that service uh, that we've been doing in the community for several years, um, not just standing alone as a person, but working with people and working in partnership with people. And along the years, you know, I've been introduced personally to uh, scenarios and circumstances of people in our community in District 3, uh, which includes 13 mm-hmm. of the, I'd say, 250-plus neighborhoods in Atlanta, uh, for listeners, if you're not right. necessarily familiar with District 3, it includes neighborhoods like English Avenue, Vine City, uh, Washington oh, yeah. Park, Central uh, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Hunter Hill, Dixie Hills, uh, Penelope Neighbors. It includes a little bit of Castleberry Hill down south, but it also includes areas to the north of, uh, of I'd say, the stadium where Atlantic Station, uh, Georgia Tech, a lot that's been happening oh, in that okay. West Midtown corridor as well. And so it's a very big mm-hmm. area that includes yeah, a lot right. of different types of people. Uh, but but for me, it's about uh, not just servicing uh, or having a good quality of life for those folks that live in certain neighborhoods, but how do we begin to, to tell this truth about Atlanta being a tale of three cities for some folks that have been uh, experiencing gross inequities, uh, folks that have been have victims in their communities when it comes to poverty and blight. Uh, and while people talk about the tale of two cities, Atlanta is sometimes a tale of three, uh, the haves, the have less, and the have-nots. Um, when you look at what our families are experiencing, and I think as leaders, when we start to tell this total truth about what needs to happen at City Hall, what needs to happen at the Board of Education, what needs to happen at uh, our county commission seats as well, uh, this servant leadership that starts with the people that we elect um, and knowing that they're going to have our back when it comes to crafting policy and legislation that speaks to affordable housing, uh, that speaks to mm-hmm. things that uh, enter into our community and keeps things out of our community. You know, students yes. mm-hmm. uh, in our community want to know just as much as our seniors why we continue to put liquor stores in our communities, you know, and, and not mm-hmm. have access mm-hmm. to a uh, good food or tomato mm-hmm. or, or a ripe banana. Uh, and those are questions that we just got to be able to answer going forward in the future uh, for the fifth and sixth generation of my family and other families that want to enjoy the city. And so uh, I know I said a mouthful, but, uh, you know, for me, it no. is something that I'm very, very passionate about. And uh, I know others are as well that continue to serve communities that may have turned their back on the political process. We want to bring people back to the table, no matter where you are in your life, uh, to, to come back to the table of local government uh, in order to help serve more people. That's awesome. That's, 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 that's really awesome. You know, we got also another candidate that's on that will soon be running for mayor in um uh, in the city of West Palm Beach, Florida, that's on the line and it's Dr. Philip Dukes. And he's gonna do some similar stuff too. 
Well, see, y'all like to say yeah, West Palm. They understand West Palm more than Riviera, which is Rivera, within Rivera, West Palm. Beach. <laughs> Rivera. You say Riviera. I like what you're saying. We can't hear you that well, Dr. Dukes. Dr. Dukes, can you hear you? you get close to the mic. Yeah. Keep it out. Is that better? Is that better? Yes. Is that better? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, one question I would like to ask the young man, um, when you're, you're addressing these problems, but do you have a systematic program set in your mind where you can go in and implement things that can bring about sustainable change? Well, it, it's bigger than the program for me. You know, I think that we've got to shift the culture of making sure that public resources and accountability of the dispersion of those public resources get to people that are in need. And that looks like a number of different things. Uh, it looks like new new ways and alternative housing uh, to where, you know, in Atlanta, we've got a really big problem with gentrification in some of our neighborhoods. And right. the biggest issue with housing is that affordable housing just isn't available. And the way you change that is brick and mortar building of affordable units and renovating certain, um, you know, I'd say certain structures and providing the resources to make sure that folks can have a place to call home, whether they're renting or they're buying homes. And so whether it's a multifamily structure, which we have a lot of throughout District 3 that are just boarded up and vacant, um, as well as residential houses that are boarded up and vacant, uh, having uh, initiatives and dollars associated with procuring those assets. And for those assets that we do have control over, uh, making sure that they don't sit vacant another day. Uh, that people are working on them in order for people to uh, call these places home uh, rather than continuously hearing about the plan. You know, I think that folks here in the Atlanta area have forever heard about these plans, um, but we're just waiting to, to get things done, um, and I'm not looking right. to wait any longer. And we've got right. to be able to partner with folks. Um, and and the, the way we get to this systematic culture of change is through the outcomes, um, you know, from a programmatic standpoint, I want to be able to work with nonprofits and small businesses in areas to where um, either we're providing resources or leaning into partnerships in order to help some existing programs float. But there are a lot of good people doing good work right now that New just city. need an opportunity yes, to do more. Yeah, um, and, and while I, mm-hmm. I, I benefited from a program that we started because we just didn't see anything like it, um, along that path of meeting and working with people, I've met some great brothers and sisters uh, in the faith-based community even as well that, are, that have had programs that have existed, and I'd not be familiar with them, other people in the community not as well, but how do we continue to work with those folks that are passionate about this work to help bring these resources to light for people that need them uh, for the programs that already exist? Uh, and so uh, I'm looking to, to not just continue what we've been doing uh, over the last couple of years, but really it's doubling and tripling down on people that we met and uh, in, in having that leverage from City Hall means a lot in times like these in Atlanta. Well, one of the things from Atlanta, being from Atlanta, one of the greatest disservices that was done to us, I feel like, um, when I was coming through, we had a recreation center open in every neighborhood. I could run down the list of all the neighborhoods where they had a recreation center, where the kids had a place to go, and they weren't out in the street and committing all the crimes and everything. We had basketball, we had football, we had arts, we had uh, career, uh, career-oriented classes, and you know, and if you you've been here a significant amount of time, you could, you know that they closed pretty much all of them. Now the mayor had some of them reopened, but we went years where they just took all the the, the recreation centers out of the neighborhoods, and it, it and it was and and basically the neighborhoods just went down because now you have all these kids that have nothing to do, nothing, nothing to constructive do. to do, you know, mm-hmm. and so they end up getting in trouble. And and you look at Atlanta now. Uh, you know, as much as it's it's growing, you know, you got, you know, they're making several movies here. There's billions of dollars being made here in Atlanta. And this stuff could get done if they wanted to spend the money in the right place, if you know what I mean. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it comes to even the campaign, we have, speaking about basketball, you know, the Clay for Three campaign, we really work basketball and being active into 
uh, what it was we've been doing with the youth uh, since January. We've literally, to your point, because there aren't any rec centers where our kids can go play, we've, we put three basketball goals in the community. And, and yeah. to hear parents talk about, well, uh, you know, students that were once kind of walking around doing nothing, they're playing basketball until the evening uh, just to give them something productive to do. While that, that gives us a sense of uh, something that we were able to do on a very small step with just providing yeah. the basketball goal and the basketball, but we yeah. know we're not getting there if we don't have a facility like you referenced yeah. where yeah. our right. kids can walk into and when you mm-hmm. when you look at what's happening on the west side now, uh, we've got a big rec center where the Falcons play and where the Atlanta United play. That's a big uh-huh. rec center uh-huh. where they yeah. play. Uh-huh. But, but when yeah. we come into our big. communities, the truth of the matter is that we do not have a place where our parents and our kids can bike to and play in a very safe environment or even be productive in a space with laptops and, and intersect with people that care about them in a in a very yeah. safe space. Get a get a meal uh, if they're in transition, uh, and and do the things that we know our village needs to do uh, when it's thriving, not just surviving. And so uh, you have that in a leader like me that literally, when you were talking, uh, I, I see it as a vision that we all can continue to work towards because it right. just not it just doesn't exist in our community right now. Right, you're right. I um, when you mentioned the areas of, of of town that you that you service, you mentioned Dixie Hills, and I remember being over there at Anderson Park for years, and you know being mm-hmm. a product of that program. I played there. I, I you know we did it all, and when I got old enough, I in turn started to work over there myself to try to bring about the same change that you know that they made in me. But, you know, when you mm-hmm. take these, and what, what happens when you open these centers, they come in to play basketball or they come to play football, and it opens the doors for other programs and other things that mm-hmm. they haven't been exposed to, and it makes a difference. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. It certainly does. Well, and the Police Athletic League also, over at Anderson Park is, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh-uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, well, I was just going to speak in reference to Anderson Park because it is one of our touch points in the neighborhood where the Police Athletic League has done a lot out of that facility. Um, and speaking of the Dixie Hills community, uh, my grandmother was one of the students at the old Turner High School. Um, wow. She talked about what Dixie Hill uh, used to be and, and why it's in such condition as it is uh, now. Um, and, and we just got to get back to that village that we know uh, existed on the west side. And uh, I believe that we can we can make some good change. All right. I got a question. Well, well I, I've never, I've, I'm ahead. not familiar with the talking about Dixie Hill, but I've got a a sneaking suspicion. Uh, What is the drug retail market like in Dixie Hill? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, where do we start? Well, there there is a, uh, from from Northside Drive going, uh, I say, west, you've got these pockets and neighborhoods that go through even Dixie Hill where, um, the U.S. Attorney's Office uh, has started some initiatives, specifically even in areas like uh, English Avenue, where when you look at the statistics that have compounded from open our drug markets and how they crippled the community and really crippled lives. When, when we talk about communities, we're talking about lives. I mean, exactly. The people that are, are, are distributing right. drugs or the people that are being on the on the receiving end uh, that are just dealing with the vice where where uh, we just got to be better humans and Christians about right. how we deal with these issues, and uh, it is something that's very on the surface. Um, you know, you can drive around and see the impact of what's been happening. And and now, while you've had some uh, crime decrease in the area, um, there still is an impact that's occurring from the open air drug market uh, throughout the throughout the West Side. And the reason I ask you that question is because all of your eighty percent of all of your gun violence in any city in the black community come out of the drug retail market, which uh, breeds thug life. I got a program that deals with uh, the drug retail market, which breeds gangs and thug life. And the reason I ask that, because I've watched this be germane in every black neighborhood in America from 1982, from the introduction of crack until today. 
because in the 80s and up until the 80s, about 98, 1998, crime goes up four and five hundred percent because of the drug retail market. And these things were done deliberately in our community and were allowed by us to happen through those who were making excuses about why they couldn't make it. And I fell into it myself because I was a drug dealer just because we wanted money. And I found that when we address the drug retail market, matter of fact, I'm going to send you our vision plan of what I do in my city. When we start uh, having higher standards and start dismantling the drug retail market and, and hold and not meet with gangs, not meet with them, but hold them accountable as criminals because they made a choice, we see a major change in our communities because these kids are glorifying thug life, especially these boys, because they are what we call rutting. Uh, when animals go, when the boys get 14 and 15, they start wanting to act like men. And, and I, I address the issue, what makes them killers between 10 and 16? And it's because of that drug retail market, and sometimes we don't address that. Uh, and it's all across the nation because we make these excuses about uh, post-traumatic slave syndrome or whatever. And I found out, that's why I asked that question, because I've never been to Dixie Hill. But I plan to come to Atlanta pretty soon because globally don't make me come. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Oh, yeah. And see, I would like all of us, all of us is on this broadcast today has uh, a, a passion for children and to see them go straight. And with uh, our new our candidate, uh, Greg Clay, that's, a, uh, that's uh, going for city councilman, I need you all to go out and vote for him because I, I feel in my heart he has a passion for our community, a passion for our children and our schools, and he really wants to see things get right. And I, I'm telling you, and also Melvina Clark of the Clark Foundation, that's what she thrives on, and she is so good at that. And with the, having all of us come together as one and get things, some things done and stop talking about it, we can talk about it all day long, but we need to get some stuff done. Amen. So I appreciate all Amen. of y'all coming on this broadcast. This is a wonderful. This was wonderful today, uh, coming on the broadcast to express just how you feel and what things that's going to be coming forth out of Atlanta, I tell you, it's going to be awesome. So thank you so much, uh, candidate Greg Clay, for being on our broadcast, Melvina Clark of the Clark Foundation and Tori Williams of the Special uh, Education Curriculum. Thank you all so much for coming at a different state, but we're going to come together in Atlanta and make it happen. Awesome. Amen. Awesome. 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 Amen. Amen. We got like a few minutes before we get up out of here. We have had an awesome time right here on Glorious Gospel Vibe. Don't forget you all to come, go to uh, everyone in the city of Atlanta that can hear our voice, all of our listeners. I see it's real well lit today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Councilman Greg Clay, I'm calling it what it is because he's going to make it. He's going to do this, and we're going to help him. So if you need <laughs> well, our help, don't forget Thank to you give so us much. a call. Yes, ma'am. And more information Thanks. about the campaign can be found at gregclay.com and all of our information. We're going to be going strong through the, through our Tuesday evening and be celebrating on the 8th. There you oh, go. Oh, man, that's did awesome. You, did you hear that? Did you hear that? That's mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah, you call it. You call it. Oh, <laughs> it's already done. It's already <laughs> done. <laughs> Cloud Foundation, you have anything else to say, Tori Williams? In Texas, y'all have anything else to say before we break bread here? No, ma'am. <laughs> oh, they're so quiet. <laughs> I just want to say oh, that I, I want to thank you for having me on, and um, Melvina Clark as well. We absolutely appreciate you guys, and um, I look forward to meeting all of you once I get there. Oh yeah, you gonna meet you gonna meet us, and you are gonna meet uh, our candidate, which will be City Council candidate Councilman Greg Clay when you get here. We all gonna join Councilman Greg <laughs> Clay. Yes. And I wish you the best, Councilman. Thank you. Thank you. All right, right here. Thank you all for coming out. We're going we gonna to get on the out of here right here on Glorious Gospel. Guys, we got to make a run for the fun. But, hey, that's what we do. That's what we do. Dr. Philip Deuce, thank you so much for being uh, uh, bringing your input to the, to the broadcast, I tell you, because we're going to be celebrating with him when he become mayor of Rivera Beach, Florida. That's right. I right. Yeah. That right. I got it right. That's right. right. Ah, we are here. Yeah. Ah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about right there. I will go and fly to Darius Pearl. Gonna lead us up out of here. Y'all have a blessed day right here. Glorious. Oh. 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 Oh.
like a little one-on-one conversation with you, Lord. You satisfy my needs and my wants, my desires, my hopes. You fulfill my dreams, oh God. You satisfy my very soul. I just come to glorify your name. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.